Issue number 38 of The Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. Yeah, yes, yes, I decided to do that voice. Oh, that I'm... was a hard shift, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm Andy, <laughs> the petrified man, and with me are my co-hosts, Shane the Slime Puss. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and, and Rory, Rory with the diamond hard hands. Yeah, maybe diamond hands, like the stonks. <laughs> diamond hands like stonks. Let's get GameStop. Let's talk about GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we read comics that featured Nova and the X-Men, and they take us from November 1978 through February of 1979. That's right, we are finally in the final year of the 70s. And I know what you're asking. Do we have some of Andy's bummers? We absolutely have a selection of Andy's bummers because oh, during this time, Harvey Milk is assassinated. Yeah, he is. Along Damn, he, only came, he only came up like a second ago on this pod. Yeah, no kidding. He was like, not long ago, he was elected to public office. And now he, he along with San Francisco Mayor George Moscone, or Moscone, I did not look up how to pronounce it, uh, were uh, assassinated by a disgruntled former city official it's uh pretty bad it's pretty bad there were lots of riots afterwards as the uh, you know as, as happens yeah it feels um, like right that feels like riot material yeah that's reasonable. absolutely that, that uh, so are you testing the wind there with your finger Rory, and you're like mm, yep. smells like a riot I, <laughs> feels, yeah, feels like riot as i'm strapping in all my strapping in all black yeah mm, the weather <laughs> smells like riot today <laughs> Yeah, but after the uh, as a result of the assassination, the uh, Diane Feinstein becomes the new mayor, and she's California's first female mayor. And she serves as mayor until 1988, and then four years later, she becomes one of California's senators in 1992. Hey, this is getting uplifting. She is still a senator to this day at age 88. Whoa. Oh, there's the bummer. Yeah, that's, <laughs> exactly. the, that's I, the bummer. Holy I shit! I found the bummer. 1992 <laughs> to 2021. She has served as California's very aged senator. She probably doesn't even know what Velcro is. <laughs> probably sounds like Velcro whenever she stands up from her chair. <laughs> <laughs> All you hear when she stands up is Velcro, so. God. <laughs> uh... Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm 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 not quite done. This old house premieres on PBS, which is not a bummer, but that also is still around, just like Diane Feinstein. If it's not making laws, I don't really care. Exactly. Let exactly. the old let the old house keep standing. <laughs> just don't elect it to office. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I guess we arrested John Wayne Gacy uh, during this time as well. So that's that's not a bummer. That's like a one decent thing. Yeah. Although this podcast seems like it's starting to become sort of John Watch. <laughs> John Watch. <laughs> this is John Watch. 
I don't know. It's so weird. I don't understand. Maybe I mean we know we know the seventies were just like serial killer central. Obviously, like that's famously true. But also, it does seem like the selection of facts on Wikipedia are serial killer forward. Hey, how? Why? Well, okay, hang on. Wait. So two things. First off, that one is probably because of our weird obsession with serial killers these days. Because those mm-hmm. podcasts are so catchy. That's not the word I want. Popular, um, popular, listenable. Yeah. Um. Those. Those things. Hey, I think since we mentioned serial killers on this podcast, we're officially popular. Yeah, Ooh. we're a true crime podcast. We're a true Congrats, crime. Congrats, you guys. Marvel we should do just podcast. true crime corner just to put it in our SEO <laughs> and get and get tons of listens. We should. <laughs> absolutely should. We'll, we'll put it in the tags of the website. Yeah, one of you guys can research and make that happen. Love um. It. This has been a particularly potent segment of Andy's Bummers. <laughs> I believe <laughs> I believe it is now officially time to talk about Rich Ryder and and his uh his newly revealed secret identity because because uh, very very quickly in this first issue that we read he decides that uh it's it's time and he tells his whole family and it's kind of wholesome I think. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good coming out moment. Although I wish it didn't happen just because he needed to kind of clear up a, a fiasco. Like, I couldn't, it couldn't have been old Nova to attack daddy because I'm Nova. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's a little, it's a little odd because um, everything that we read today, I feel like is just a parade of shit that I don't care about. Oh, um, yeah. Nova was it, a snooze. This was, this was just so, so tough except to read. The, the, except for the robot brain. That was fun. That was pretty, yeah. But. The corrupter comes back. It's his fault that this whole shenanigan with his dad has gone down. And I don't Ugh. care at all about the corrupter or his yeah, zombie army. Nothing. Literally no, and, nothing. And nothing happens either. Corrupter explains how all of it was his fault and then disappears in a puff of smoke. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He doesn't even try and fight. He's like, oh, uh, I'm just not going to be here now. <laughs> it's, we'll fight later. Uh, but yeah, he, he tells, he tells his family that he is Nova and they're immediately like, so free rides up into the sky. Yeah. Fly us all like around. Take, take us <laughs> for a little ride. <laughs> and I really, I feel like that's maybe the most real thing that would happen, uh, with most people where if you reveal like, well, I, I actually am secretly a superhero that can fly. And then like, there's a period of time where your friends are like, wow, that's Oh, it's so crazy. Oh, wow. Oh, wouldn't it be weird if you like flew us around though? Cause like <laughs> that could be just really fun. It's predicated you... on how cool flying is, which I'm sort of dubious on. Cause I just don't know that if somebody came to me and was like, I can, I can fly. Do you want me to pick you up and hold you <laughs> and then we'll do <laughs> flying? It'd kind of be like, that sounds a little dangerous and fishy. And I'm not even sure how bad I want to be like above stuff in windy. I don't know. It's just. It's just a tough sell to me. Right. Maybe flying, but maybe flying like that's fucking great. I will never. Who hurt I, you. I, I just Rory, think it who, sounds. Who hurt you? I just think it sounds let dangerous man, and kind of shitty. Let that man carry you. Let him carry you around in the sky. <laughs> It'll be so free. There's gonna be bugs. It's gonna be cold. It will be cold. That's the it thing is that they don't talk about enough. And it is gonna be cold. Yeah. Those are. <laughs> yeah. That's real. Uh, I liked that. His mom is like, we were laughing about it in the Discord. His mom is so proud of all her little boys. And that does seem to also include Robot Sherlock. Robot Sherlock Holmes, who she included. 
<laughs> what other family has a genius, a Nova, and a robot Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> and a really cool dad, right? Yeah, okay, shut up, dad. Yeah, shut yeah, up. Can you let us have one <laughs> fucking moment? <laughs> We're in this because of you, so let us celebrate the Sherlock robot that our little brother <laughs> made. Just kidding, no, he didn't. He built a, he built a box of bolts and... And the random brain robot from the sky imbued it with sentience to spy on Nova. <laughs> Dr. Sun. His name is Dr. Sun. His name is Dr. Who Sun. It's fucking wild when he tried to become Dracula, too. I didn't have Dracula in this episode. <laughs> but just for a just for a kiss. Not long enough for me to give it a pass. No. Yeah. They literally brought it was it's like whenever you it's it was literally like a walk-on set, walk-off set of a TV show. <laughs> Where someone knocked on the door, showed up, delivered the Chinese food. Surprise, it's Norm MacDonald. May he rest in peace. Aww, and then he leaves. Norm. They showed up just for the claps and for the cheers, just so they could put Gene Colan's name on this thing. It's yeah. like he walked yeah. away. <laughs> it's, it's like when McFeeney shows up at Mr. Rogers' house to deliver the mail, and then he's just gone. He just yeah. he, That's all he did. Yeah. Here's your mail, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> the greatest trick the devil ever pulled. Um... Was it the mail service? Was the U.S. Yeah. Postal Service? <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever see that movie Postman? Do you think it's good? I've seen... I've Wait, seen is that the Kevin Postman Costner movie? Movies. Yeah, the Kevin Costner movie, The Postman. Oh, that's yeah, that's one of the post-apocalyptic ones, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. I, saw I, remember, it I remember liking that movie. Though. That's a good Yeah, movie. I saw it back when I didn't have standards for what good movies were. Oof. Oof. Um, no. I hate just... bringing up things that I like in front of Andy. <laughs> no, no, it's not God, about that. Just, just right out of the sky. Ka-chow, ka-chow, ka-chow. That's you no, no, shooting no, 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 my no, dreams no, 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 no. out of no, the sky. My point was that I saw it at a young enough age where I can't trust that version of myself's opinions on what a movie was like. We had I, no right to watch that movie as children. Let's be very clear. <laughs> we should not true. have been watching that movie as children. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I owe it a rewatch to find out what uh, what adult Andy thinks about it. Because um, I do have good memories of it. But this this was nothing like The Postman. It, <laughs> no. it was nothing at all like The Postman. <laughs> this was so fucking funny. They introduced Dr. Sun, who is a golden robot with a brain in a jar for a head. And you turn the page. He's a robot with blood. They make it pretty clear. And that's sort <laughs> yes. of where the drac- where Dracula gets involved, because he needs blood to power his human brain. <laughs> yeah. But it's so fucking weird, because like, you turn the page, and at the top it says, Stop! Don't continue until you read this r- super cool origin story for Dr. Sun. And then they summarize several issues of Tomb of Dracula for us. I am always very tempted to skip those yes. origin stories because they break up the drama so poorly. And they're also almost always a character who's been introduced. In the case of Dr. Sun, uh, we it is not a character we've seen before. And if mm-hmm. I had skipped it, I would have not known that he tries to eat Dracula. <laughs> so fucking funny. Did did you guys notice, so this is like, this is the first one of all of the robots that we have to talk about as as we talk today, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. did you notice that the robots are getting more sophisticated in how they look? Yeah. Yeah, totally. They're they're starting to get more of like an aerodynamic, Less less like 50s vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like... um, the the way we view robots is evolving and so mm-hmm. instead of just being like a box that's a computer that rolls now, around on a wheel like I do think I do think there is there is a a need to to 
put an addendum to a previous fuck Mary kill. Oh, I think we need to get a little horny for a sec because this robot has human blood, which means it can power a human penis. <laughs> <laughs> He's also got big old mommy milkers too. Like- <laughs> He, this, you this doctor has the most curvaceous <laughs> robot body with big old mommy milkers. <laughs> Which is funny because they go out of their way. This is a this is a brain and a robot, and they make sure we know it used to be a man. It's male yeah. coded. Yeah, he was a Chinese man. Uh, he was a scientist, and the uh, the the Chinese government was like, "You're not doing it fast enough. Your evil experiments. You're now the subject of your evil experiments." And so they forced him to. Have his own brain taken out, and yeah, he's. It's it's. I, I just I just okay. You guys are getting way too horny before our our specifically quarantined horny section at the end. Okay, our daily ba- allotment of horny time. Batten it down. I'm sorry. Uh, they just jump. They jump off the page. <laughs> We also we also need to give a teeny bit of a mention to Robot Sherlock because when we when it's revealed that his his true purpose was to like spy on Nova on Rich, uh, we see him posing as Rich for like to talk to Ginger when Ginger like shows up at the door and he's like, uh, "No, I need time alone. Please go away." <laughs> and he takes off his fucking Rich mask, and it is just a nightmare panel of this. It's like really <laughs> funny. Oh god, it's so awful. He's holding this like gross skin flap <laughs> face and this like creepy smiling Sherlock robot man. He, it's just... he looks like he thinks it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh we've we've largely skipped almost everything that happened, and that's totally fine. The more important stuff was the fact that Dr. Sun existed and has human blood. Um, but we are apparently setting up these final two issues of Nova that we're gonna read next week. Um, some sort of hard to follow craziness is going to happen with uh, vil- the the Diamond Head villain, with the Sphinx, with Doctor Sun. Apparently, Powerhouse is coming back. Like, I okay, wait. <laughs> I know, oh. <laughs> I know that you just yelled at us for being horny, but <laughs> every but panel I just of can't di- keep it back anymore. <laughs> Every panel of Diamond Head is almost every single panel of Diamond Head is drawn him from the back, and you, it is just his ass in ninety percent of the panels he's in, and I, it makes me laugh so fucking hard. <sighs> Sorry. Oh, Continue. oh, oh! One final thing. One final thing. Unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about with Nova, uh, I don't know how relevant this is going to be in the next couple issues, but they have invented a fake, like. Atlas Comics, Timely Comics era hero that they claim was like active during the 50s, but actually wasn't. Like they've made him up here in the 70s, and his name is the Comet. Oh, I yeah, totally thought he was real. I thought he was real. Yeah. No, I I thought he was real too, and I looked it up, and there's like specific notes on his like Marvel Wiki page. It's like they make it seem like he was in the 50s or whatever, but they made him up here in the 70s for Nova. And he doesn't want to be the comet. In fact, his one of his first lines is like flying away, having just gotten back his his uh, his powers, and he's just like screaming, "Why must the comet live again?" <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. The comet is <clears throat> is complete nonsense from start to finish, and he helps Nova beat up Diamond Head, 
in a sort of in a farce where Diamond Head tries to steal diamonds because of how great he thinks diamonds are. Yeah. Uh, Take the money, leave the diamonds for Diamond Head. <laughs> and uh, and he he tries to tell he tries to tell Nova that like Nova shouldn't be out for vengeance. He should only be out for justice. And uh, and I really liked Nova's response as they fly off after Diamond Head. He's like, yeah, I'll remember that comment while I stuff some justice down Diamond Head's mouth with my fist. And <laughs> boom, I, got I, boom, got him. <laughs> boom, got him. Boom, got him. Fuck off, you squeaky clean 50s hero that's not real. Get out of here, <laughs> comment man. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, my, my, love, my love affair with Nova is, I think, coming to a close just as the title it's, is, which maybe yeah. is good timing. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. getting sloppier and just kind of rushed out the door as they're wrapping this thing up. They were all focused on other stuff, I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet a lot of them already had other projects. and Yeah. But hey, it lasted a good two years. So, like, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's just a sloppy good. mess, and that's too bad. And even Dr. Sun, the sort of the diamond in the rough, so to speak, of these issues... Felt while he while he wound up being silly enough to be entertaining, still felt like a really pretty poorly thought out idea. And then even when he warps, he captures Nova and they warp to Nova Prime. The whole reason he's involved in this whole shaboggle, debacle, (laughs) shebang, (laughs) uh, is that Nova Prime, a spaceship that we haven't seen in a long time and has this has never been mentioned, is full of brains that don't need blood. And he's obsessed with getting no blood in his brain. Right. Yeah, he doesn't want to keep having to have blood. And then for some well, reason, no, Sphinx is there. He just wants there. more blood for his dick. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. That wasn't horny. That was fit. That was anatomy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's no actual <laughs> quarantine. We can be horny whenever we want in this podcast. This is our show. I mark it explicit when I put it on the internet. You know what you're getting into. Let's talk about X-Men. Sauron's here. Sauron. Sauron. The Dinosaur Man. Yeah, for a second. It starts with a with a little battle with Sauron, and then uh, they they beat him. <laughs> he, he gets some good punches <laughs> in, but it's all kind of to reveal that he turns back into man form. Can we call him Sweet and Sauron? Is he Sweet and Sauron? <laughs> sweet and Sauron. Is that? I just want. I just want to. I want to clarify something, Shane. I heard you giggling a second ago. Was that sort of your anticipatory giggle when you came up with Sweet and Sauron, and then you waited a couple seconds for us to stop talking, and then you dropped it in? Was yeah. that what happened? Yeah. Is that how jokes All right. work? Yes. <laughs> I just... I just wanted to be clear. If you're not making yourself laugh, why are you telling jokes? It's true. It's true. But apparently the cool people don't actually laugh at their own jokes. And I don't understand that. Will you tell me about the spooky Sauron turning the other X-Men into spooky ghosts in Wolverine's head, please? We well, did that. I mean, he looks him in the eyes. He and did do gets, that. Puts a spell on Wolverine to make him attack the X-Men and save Gene. Yeah, I think I think the implication, I don't know if this is like exactly specifically shown i think the implication is that he's he's mind way i made wolverine so that when wolverine looks at sauron he sees gene and wants to protect him and then he for the rest of the x-men he sees horrible monsters and there's a there's like a panel where he's like gotta save gene that's weird gene's dead right Uh, why do i feel so weird what's going on in my (laughs) head but he still can't break out of it um and there's sort of a weird fight sequence. I, I it, it's fun. I mean, I, I I enjoy the fight scenes as we've talked oh, about. Oh, I liked I, I it too. It just it, they sort of 
the reveal is that this fight was just kind of page nonsense for a minute. Yeah. Some, you know, it just, it just was a fight. It was a waste of yeah. nine pages until Kazar shows up. Right. And I, I've never known, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say this for the listeners. I'm probably gonna end up saying Kazar and someone's gonna say Kazar and I don't care. I truly don't care how we say this man's name. I don't know if there's an official word on it. I've heard but Kazar, but I don't know anything about the character. What? Yeah, he's a George of the Jungle. He's a Tarzan. Yeah, he's like a Tarzan. Oh, I went with I went with like a Conan type with all the all the other stuff going mm. on. Yeah, I guess I just sort of went with the the Savage Land being like the the more of a jungle setting. I sort of went towards Tarzan, but I feel you. And he's real hairless for a jungle man. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. <laughs> The uh, the weird thing is that that Sauron turns back into his human form, Carl Lycos, and uh, and he is just a normal cool dude. And he's like, hey, no, 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 stop. Everything's chill. I'm sorry. I do. I do need to absorb people's life energy to live, but uh, I'll try not to do it with you. And we get another one of these fucking incomprehensible montages of stuff that happened in another comic book. And this time it's Kazar's comic. And we have this whole huge story, not only of Sauron and his backstory, but then of this new dude that's like a god man named Garok the Petrified Man who was summoned. And I mean, I could try and make sense of this. Does anybody have a better, like more of a, a, a pulse on what the fuck is going on here? No. And I wasn't even sure if this takes place in the Savage Lands. It seems like they kind of travel yeah. somewhere. To... No, it, what? No, it totally does. It's like, um, it's a like the heart of the Savage Lands, right? Mm. They call it. So, hang on, wait. They call it something very <laughs> specific. <laughs> the city of the Sun God is what they call it. That's and right. And it's okay, like okay, it's okay. like basically so... like it has created this blizzard and it's sucking all the all the heat out of the atmosphere, basically. Yeah, it's cool. It, it the the it... the few pages we get of backstory is nonsense. It's Truth. awful. It it made Truth. it made me feel like I was dumb. You know how sometimes <laughs> when you're reading something and you can't understand it and you usually read good things so you assume that maybe I'm the dumb one for not getting this. <laughs> and then no, I had to reframe it. No, no, no. It's the book that's wrong. It's the story that's bad. Yep. And I just I just could not follow it at all, but my my best guess is that there was this priestess and she had a dude and summoned a god to live inside that dude's body and turn him into a gross little shrivel man. And now the the god is there and he's a sun god and he's built a bad town and Kazar doesn't want that town there and it's ruining the savage land. And I think that's really all that we get. There's a lot of like nonsense of, of just like, oh, now these people are captured. Now we have to go save them. And I, I find myself missing the interesting like story parts of X-Men in these issues. Well, at least because we get, I think I think from I think the last issue or is it two that they're yeah. in Japan? Is it just one there in Japan? It's it's one where they're actually in Japan. Right. And they um, get on the they get on the, the the Japanese boat at the end of the one of the end of the yeah. Savage uh, World arc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes without saying they, they beat they beat the 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 sun god. They beat Garok, the petrified man. It's fine. Yeah, it's all kind of nothing. I think that there's the, the the one thing that I really did enjoy is uh, there's a there's a scene where where Garrock and, and Cyclops are having like a beam off. They're doing their eye beams at each other's eye beams and they destroy this huge dome and they start falling down towards the like 
I don't know, the geothermal underground core of the Savage Land. And as they're falling, Banshee shows up and saves Scott. But Aurora shows up and without a second thought, she is diving after Garrock to go save his life, too. And I just I like being reminded. I don't know if it's an if it's just a thing about this era or if it's a thing about like Aurora or the X-Men in particular. But I like being reminded that they're like, no, 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 no. We save everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter. Oh, you know what was cool, too? Uh, so in this battle with the petrified man, some of the X-Men get captured on their way to the to the city. And it's left mm-hmm. it's Storm and Nightcrawler and Wolverine have to sneak in. And Wolverine, like, does kill a man. Yeah. For real right. kills a dude. And Nightcrawler and, and Aurora are pretty horrified. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We don't actually get to see it, but we see uh, Storm being like, wow, <laughs> he's uh, he is just like a fucking Wolverine. Yeah, the fact that you don't see it is kind of how you know it's real. He mm-hmm. ju- you just see a snicked mm-hmm. and then Aurora bites her, <laughs> bites her fist. And weeps, just mm-hmm. like holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so they end up leaving the Savage Land. Uh, Kazar's like, "Thank you," and they're like, "Thank you," and they get on a boat, and the boat's <laughs> in a storm. Their boat gets picked up by a bigger boat, this Japanese boat, but it's like a secret Japanese boat, so they can't just like call home because we're we're still sort of living in this frustrating, dramatic irony where uh, Xavier and Jean back home think all of them are dead, and they know that they're not dead but they Mm -hmm. can't get in touch with gene and xavier yeah and so this boat is another one of these ways where they're like oh but we're on a secret mission so you can't use radio signals so there's no way you can contact anyone uh and also we're heading to japan and we won't make any stop-offs until we get to japan so you're going to japan now it's also interesting seeing how much like real life time has passed between the last time japan has come up in our reading because it is just a significantly less if at all racist interpretation yeah i thought it was i thought it was Agreed. noticeably a noticeably higher quality uh portrayal mm-hmm. yeah there's a couple like honorifics yeah. and like it instead of instead of doing weird accents they do brackets it's nice yeah yeah they're doing brackets for like when they're speaking in japanese i i mean there's there's a couple just like things that they I don't know. It's not a, it's not an ac- extremely accurate cultural portrayal in a couple specific ways, but like I'm not going to quibble about that so much, right? I no, mean, I was still... mostly commenting on the tone. There's still there's exactly. absolutely, you know, I I think a, a heavy-handedness with which, you know, another country is portrayed. Mhm. But what I really like uh and obviously anybody who's familiar with Wolverine knows this about Wolverine. No, wait, the reveal is so good, though, because because he's so just like, good. could you could you quit? Could you guys quit talking? I'm trying to read the news. And he's got his hands on a newspaper. Yeah. And, and they're like, Scott's like, you read Japanese? <laughs> he's like, yep. I didn't know that. You never asked. <laughs> and it's so good. It's so good, because I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, we've read everything so far from Wolverine's, not necessarily Wolverine's first appearance in the Hulk comic, because we didn't read that, but like from his first appearance in the giant size X-Men and all of his appearances here, have they mentioned yet that he's like really old? Like, has that come up? I don't think so. And I think, in fact, some of his history with Japan gets retconned because right. he meets a Japanese girl in here, which is... Um... Yeah, Mariko. Mariko, and she's associated with, uh, in this one, with... She's Sunfire's cousin. She's Sunfire's cousin, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I, that's the... 
that's the name that they have used in some of the movies as his like long lost love from Japan. And I didn't double check right. if he's got a different one. Yeah, there might but be. I, I there might it, be. A I couple. think it's her. Mm hmm. Yeah. So I wonder I wonder if we're dealing with some stuff that might get sort of overwritten later. But at least at least in this issue, he does like explicitly say like he did. He spent a chunk of time here when he was kind of a younger punk. Yeah. And that's why he speaks Japanese. But I really like I really like that. That That's always a fun little trope when you can have like, I don't know, you show you show up somewhere new and the main character's like, yeah, I have a history here and I I know shit. And they're like, what? Really? It's like, yeah, I'm complicated and I have a life outside the X-Men. <laughs> also, there's a fun little dig uh, when Mariko says that he speaks Japanese really well for uh, for an American. And he's like, yeah, that would be true. I'm Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're a multi we're not a monolingual yeah. society i really so we have we have the return of sunfire as well um the the hothead mutant who refused to join the x-men when xavier came calling and the mandroids <laughs> yes. you gotta talk about those mandroids. mandroids too give me a second we'll get to the mandroids i wanted to say one other thing first which I'm is so that ready. Yeah, I'm going to give you the, your Mandroid time. I know you need it. So <laughs> when when they arrive in Japan, it's like just after a huge earthquake has happened and like a city is burning and it's like really intense. And um, they, they find out like they, they go try and find Sunfire because they're like, OK, well, we're going to need like we don't have our passports or anything. We, we need a way to get home to America. So we only know one person here and it's Sunfire. So let's go find him. And. They get there and he's being in a dick and Misty Knight is there for some reason. And she's like, no, wait, the government wants the help of the X-Men. And we end up in this hilarious conversation between people from the government and Sunfire where they're like, well, why don't we get the X-Men's help? And Sunfire is like, no, you don't need them. You have me. I'm all you need. I'm Sunfire. No one else. <laughs> also, it's funny it's that so Cyclops has like a specific moment where he says they're all talking in Japanese. And he's like, fuck, the one time I wanted Wolverine here and he's he's nowhere to be found because <laughs> he has no translator. Yeah. And he's just, just left out of the conversation really entirely. Moment. It is a weird moment. <laughs> it's fucking Sunfire. God. All right, Shane, I'm opening the door. You can talk about the androids. Well, I mean, we don't actually have to like talk about them, but again, it's just oh, the, the comic okay. artists are break are they're breaking down the ideals of what robots should look like or what they're basically but like. The androids look fucking dumb. Yeah, well, but <laughs> it it definitely looks like a a vacuum cleaner got strapped onto like a soldier, mm. right? They're the silliest mechs I've ever seen. <laughs> well, the androids definitely. More are the so dudes than like, Doctor Sun. Are the dudes like fused in there? I thought they were like suits. I th I think they're like suits, but they're they're organic. They're like they're, they're shaped organically. They're not shaped. They in are a shaped way organically. That, are, mm -hmm. that are like robotic, right? Yeah, yeah. I would still say that like more so than Doctor Sun, they harken back towards the Spider Slayer robot from like the sixties. You know, with all the tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like in terms of just design like weird the, the sort of weird bulbous shapes rather than like you know like an ultron you know like a like a person robot mm -hmm. but they are they are still fun and they're easily overtaken so we we, they, we learned that the mandroids are the ones causing the earthquakes and they they beat the mandroids but then at the end here right at the sort of sort of the final minute 
uh, there's a hologram that like gets projected out of one of their like dead robot bodies. And it's their boss. It's the person who's running these mandroids. And he introduces himself as Moses Magnum, master of the Magnum force. <laughs> and <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about the condoms. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about the condoms. The master of the Magnum dong. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know who this is. I've never heard of Moses Magnum. Rory, is this a is this a thing? Is he a guy that shows him. up I again? I mean, he he enters with a lot of gusto. I was intrigued by him. Uh, silly name notwithstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yeah. I haven't uh, I haven't come across him. So I don't know if he's a one off or his his silly ass name sort of prevents him from a rise <laughs> to a list villain. He is threatening to sink Japan unless they make him ruler of Japan. <laughs> it's silly, but again, it's it's like kind of he. It's so specific. He's just a random dude who wants to be king of Japan, and I'm kind of here. He just for wants that. to sink Japan. He just wants. He's to... willing to sink Japan. He wants to be king of it. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. But if I can't have... have Japan, if I can't have Japan, no one can. Can I interject? A sh- <laughs> can I interject a, a Shane bummer at this point? Yeah. Yeah. So I looked up Magnum condoms and <laughs> <laughs> and apparently they were invented in the 50s. The Magnum okay. brand became be- became alive in the 50s. Um and did you know they're only like a half inch longer than regular condoms? Did you know that? No. Yeah. Apparently a normal condom is 7.62 inches long. And a Magnum condom is 8.12 inches long. Now, obviously, it's made of latex and will stretch to whatever size you need. But hey, guess what? So will that regular one, you fucking liars. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like that that's that same shit, though, right? Where like everyone everyone thinks that most people's dongs are are way longer than the true truth, which is that most people's live in a small range in the middle and it's lower than you think. And so like no, of course the condoms they're not going to make con like condoms that only work for like big old ragers, big old <laughs> beef sticks. They're not going to get enough people to buy them. Well, it's also <sighs> a great marketing tactic cuz while I obviously not everybody needs them, probably not a lot of people, you would argue right. if any. Uh but a lot but of themselves are going to buy them. But now that they exist, now you have to buy the little dick condom. <laughs> or the big, if you don't get them, it's just not something you're gonna do in public. Like, ah, these will be just adequate for my. <laughs> and if someone is gonna find an eight-year-old dried-up condom in your wallet, you want it to be the Magnum. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> you want it to be a whole twenty-four pack that you have in your wallet. <laughs> At that point, you're, you're storing your wallet inside the the box of condoms, right? <laughs> you just like, carry around your box of condoms. <laughs> can you imagine someone <laughs> fucking at the grocery store, reaching into their pocket and pulling out a box of magnums, opening the box and pulling their wallet out from inside? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Shane, take us take us to the place that we need to be because we're already oh my there emotionally. God. Oh my god, like, hello, hello and welcome. Welcome to this week's <laughs> Fuck, Mary Kill. 
where we have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. How is how is your how's your fuck Mary kill feel this week? Do you guys do you guys think it's gonna be good? How do you how what do you you have initial thoughts before I give you the choices? I think this is a this is a pretty ripe week and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Usually historically <laughs> the weeks with the worst content that we've read have <laughs> produced some of the best fuck Mary kills, I think, because we are trying to find something interesting to focus on so hard that we hyper fixate on people like the Dr. Sons of the world that wander into our lives. Oh, absolutely. Andy is correct. Our first choice today is Dr. Sun and his, bl- <laughs> his blood-filled robot body. <laughs> All right. And then on the opposite side of that spectrum, we have Garak and his petrified oh. body. <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> and, and last but not least... We have a wallet made of Magnum condoms. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I can start with this. So I think, as, as has been, I, you know, we prefaced it earlier in the, in the episode. I'm, I'm going for fuck on, on Dr. Sun. I think this is a wild man. Mm-hmm. He tried to eat Dracula. He's got a... He's, he's, he's got a... <laughs> He's got hot blood pumping through his through his robotic veins. Rory, he tried to it. eat Dracula mm-hmm. twice. He <laughs> failed the fir- <laughs> he failed the first time and escaped, and then he fucking caught Dracula again and tried again. And the whole time, <laughs> the panel ta- the, there's a panel where it shows Nathan, and Nathan watches all of this happen and is like, "Oh, this happened twice, whatever." <laughs> and then they just leave. It's true, incredible. So you fuck him. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. Then who do you marry? Well, let's start with Kill. Ah. Okay. I I feel I feel that there just wasn't enough redeeming qualities on the page and he's grotesque and I'm going <laughs> to kill the petrified man. He's a nasty he's, he's trying to he's trying to take over the world as is typical. There's just nothing going on. This is not a person I'm very attracted to on, on any level. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And I will spend the rest of my life with a box of Magnum condoms. <laughs> won't we all uh okay okay well might i offer a little bit of a counterpoint towards garak the petrified man yeah please uh he's petrified dude's hard that dude's rock hard all the time it's true (laughs) doesn't mean he's gonna give it up (laughs) (laughs) as 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 someone andy wait i Mm. that that implies that you will only be bottoming. Well, you know, if that, he, when you're married I, to a man made out of look, rock, I'm not. I'm not like <laughs> judging you, but I am saying uh-huh. the implication is that you will only bottom because he will always be hard. Yeah, and... but the, yeah, but Shane, would you rather? Would you rather top a pile of rocks? <laughs> well, that's. I mean, that's what I'm saying. The, 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 like, if you're gonna, if that's your sex partner for the rest of your life. Do I yeah. want to have sex with a petrified forest? <laughs> um, God, I don't know. I think part part of me thinks I'm just being selfish. Are you being selfish? No, no. What I'm saying is part of me thinks that I'm being just contrary because you said that you wanted to fuck Doctor's son, and I want to be different. No, I think that's a pretty reasonable fuck. You could marry him. I think. Yeah, but that's where I'm going. I think. I think I want to. I think I want to have one night with a petrified man and then I want to marry Dr. Sun 
because ah. one of these times, one of these times, he's got that attitude of, you know, yeah, I failed, but I just got to get right back up on that saddle and try and eat Dracula again. And I think one of these times <laughs> he's going to do it. And then I'll be married to the man who ate Dracula. Big, big time. And that's big time. Fucking baller. And so I think that I, I think I need to do that. I think that's my choice. And then uh, I can just, hey, Shane, I can just buy a new box of condoms. I'm going to kill the box of condoms, okay? <laughs> I think fucking your way through an entire box of condoms is a pretty reasonable choice. I, I think fucking your way through a box of condoms is such a good sentence. <laughs> that's such a good, like, if I'm reading a novel... And, and you're describing the main character who's just a shitlord and he's just like a fuck boy. That's such a good sentence, Rory. <laughs> oh, thanks. It's such a good sentence that I'm, oh, it's, uh, oh, the, the judges are telling me it can't be the title of this week's episode. Damn. Damn it. Damn it. Oh, it shoot. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We need your answers, Shane. I, you know, I kind of, I kind of feel the same way about, about, having sex and fucking petrified man. Mm. I like always rock hard is like a selling point for sure. <laughs> That's absolutely that has the Shane, the Shane horny stamp of approval. <laughs> I probably, I'm probably going to marry the box of condoms. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm going to marry the box of condoms and I have to kill Dr. Sun because nobody fucks with my boy Dracula. Oh. Also All right. Oh, All right. You're going to go right. after You're going to go after Dracula, which the is the true I'm Mary. I'm sorry, the one <laughs> true Mary. <laughs> like one of the greatest things we've ever read or seen ever. You're going to go after my baby, my baby daddy, Dracula? No. Coming this, coming this fall on TV. <laughs> <laughs> my baby daddy, Dracula. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Hey, that's going to do it for us today, this week on The Infinite Backlog, issue number 38. Thank you for being here and listening. Up next, This Old House, followed by <laughs> My Baby Daddy Dracula. <laughs> Bye. 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 Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you want to hear more shows from us, we have two more for you. Saturday Morning Tuesdays, you guys. It's the show that started it all. Uh, you can hear me, Rory, and Andy. And we are on this journey most Tuesdays where we are looking through the weirdest and wildest, coolest and droolest uh, <laughs> cartoons, children's cartoons, adult cartoons, from all across the spectrum of time. We're going to cover your favorite show, maybe. We're going to talk about the ones you hate. Probably. <laughs> and it's a great, wonderful time. So be sure to catch that. We've also got I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. Me, Rory Voy. It's a podcast where I have read Dune, and they're my captive audience for an hour. 
every Wednesday till we finish the book. We're releasing I've Read Dune with Roy Boy, me, and I've Read Dune. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, if you enjoyed this show or any of our shows, really, and you want to support us, we do have a Patreon chock full of bonus content. Everything from videos to sound clips to even some fun art that I get to make for you once a month. Um, and, you know, even if you can't support us monetarily, if you don't have anything to give, we would just love it if you joined our Discord and send us memes. Um, <laughs> send memes to us all day long. Keep us awake all night long with your memes. We love memes. We consume them. Just ruin us with your memes. <laughs> Please ruin us with your memes. As always, our links are in the episode description. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Laters. Laters.